Hello, and welcome to a Pair of Dice Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan, uh, my pronouns are he, him, and I will be playing the overlord Alistair Upperton. Hi, uh, my name is Julia, my pronouns are she, her. I will be playing Eve Sturgeon from the Ogre playbook. Hello, my name is Sean, pronouns are he, him. I am going to be playing Plink, the mascot playbook. My name's Jane, my pronouns are they, them. I will be playing Kit Bootstrap, the orc. Hi there, my name's Jonathan, pronouns they, them. I will be playing Johan Falk, the Outlander. As we get ready for the first proper episode of Fellowship, I'll give a little background for those who missed the introductions episode. This story is about a ragtag group of heroes brought together by the last free-thinking moat of magic named Plink. The Fellowship is here to fight against the Upperton Corporation run by the overlord Alistair Upperton, who has stolen most of the world's magic to use for mundane things. It's up to Plink to help Johan, Kit, and Eve become the heroes of legend that will bring magic back to the world. So hold on to your butts as we start out this game proper with Fellowship, Fall of the House of Upperton, Episode 1, Once Stolen, Twice Mine. guys are on, so the Fellowship is on the outskirts of the uh, town of Longstop, out in the desert area of uh, this, uh, of this country. Uh, hmm. What, what, what is definitely not a way to name America? We're in Vespucci. Vespucci? Uh, wasn't it? It was, uh, it was America Vespucci. Yeah. So we're in uh, Vespia. Ooh. Okay, yeah, I like that. You guys are in uh, in the town of Long uh, Longstop in the uh, out in the deserts uh, of Vespia, of the western part of Vespia. Yeah, uh, you all have gotten together through your various means and hijinks, and have now come to find that something that Kit wants is on that train that's going to pull up to Longstop. Now, explain to me again what a train is. Okay, yeah, so it's, it's like, uh, like a carriage, but like a whole bunch of carriages because there's no horses, and it's mechanical, and there's engines, and steam, and, and it was like, choo-choo, and, and it's big, and it's metal, it's like a carriage, but there ain't no horses. Yeah. Okay, and and it has to cross these tracks. Yeah, it, it it the wheels go on the tracks. So we're waiting here for this train to come so that yeah. we can collect your valuable item. Very valuable. Well, now from my understanding of this, and you can ignore me if you want. It's just an idea. It sounds to me like this is actually Kit's train, and somebody stole it from them. And that to me, to me, that just don't seem real polite. And I think. I think the only logical thing is to just take the train back there and square. Now, I have an important question. This thing is very large. Heavy, yes? Yeah. How do we get on it? Doors. Thank you. But it's moving. No, it stops. It's it's, it's going to go like... Stop. Why is it going to stop out here in the middle of the desert? Because there's a town. 
for long stop. Is it town? Oh. Train stops at towns and people get on and off and, and they take boxes and they take them off the train and go on the train and, and, and the robots go on and off the train and people go on and off the train and stuff goes on and off the train and stuff goes off and on trains. That's how no, trains no, work, I, Johan. I, I, I understand that, but aren't there guards in the town that are going to make this difficult? Shouldn't we wait until the train isn't in the town? Well, mm. all right. Maybe we can sneak on the train when it arrives, and then have one of us go on as part of as a passenger, and the rest of us hide in the luggage. Okay, I'm going Maybe to stop you. Maybe tickets. Is it because my accent's muddled and I can't stick to one? That's no. that's a good reason to stop me. <laughs> trying to stay in my voice. Okay, I've Sorry. got it back. It's okay. Now, I'm dressed like this. Like You're me. eight feet tall and made of liquid. You see, you just see Eve just squash down to like four feet tall. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing you can do. Why not? Because that's not because that is specifically part of the Reigns playbook. Oh, that makes me sad because I'd written it in there that they had, they can do basic like nothing extreme. Uh, so, so okay, you know what? I'll I'll let it go. But so long as that it's not something that you can do for like there's no mechanical purpose. Yeah, I, I just I just because because yogurt is also supposed to be the biggest person in the group. Because the way I wanted them written is that they're actually measured out by gallons, not by size. What if the wa- amount of water has to stay the same? So she's four feet tall, but like four feet wide. Okay, because the the thing is, water doesn't compress. Yeah. Right? So you'd have to stay the same volume. Uh, I had a super soaker growing up that begs to (laughs) (laughs) do So yeah, like, you just just see Eve just, like, give you this, like, this mad stare, and just goes down into, like, a, a very long cube, and just looks up. And remind me what form of varmint, uh, Plank is, is living out in right now? Uh, Plink is uh, currently inhabiting the form of a very congenial uh, armadillo that uh, was kind enough to offer their services. Um, also should remind you all that they are going to be looking for me specifically. Um, thank you again. Uh, yeah, but are they looking for an armadillo? And would they look for an armadillo under a hat? I don't know how they found me when I wasn't an armadillo. So I'm hoping that this, uh, I guess, form throws them off somewhat. Um, but you said, you know, there are other people and guards. This seems, it seems risky, but it also seems like a very fast way to get around. Yeah, trains are very fast. It's the fastest way to travel by land. The fastest way by water would be steamboat. Demote. Why not both? I thought the train Ethel, was important. Ethel, what do important. you think? <laughs> Ethel, the old woman who that you keep with you, uh, and who has decided to be your traveling companion, is knitting Johan a sweater. And as it, she looks up and goes, Oh dearie, what do I think about what? Well, do you think it's more important that we, we get the train while it's stopped? Or while it's moving? Well, I guess that it just depends on how that you want to... Mm. 
I suppose while it's moving would be much more heroic-like, but if you got on, but if you snuck on there, you could infiltrate them. Well, I, I've actually got an idea. How many balls of yarn you got on you, Gethel? I've... Fantastic. If anyone asks, it's six. Now, let's just do the obvious thing and put the armadillo onto the balls of yarn. And have, I'm fucking this accent all over the place, and have Ethel be our passenger on the train, and the three of us go in a crate. And then when the time is right, we'll break out of the crate. I fit in a crate. Yeah, you do. You want to put me in a crate. Yarn! Yarn! <laughs> train! Right, now, Johan, you're supposed to do that. Listen, right. why don't... Just say you're an exotic bird salesman. That's actually not a bad idea. This is ridiculous. We're all ridiculous. Steal something a little easier to steal that can keep up with the train. That way, we don't have to worry about the guards in between towns. So we get some sort of fast-moving cart or a stagecoach, perhaps, and we ride after the train. Then simply jump on board while it's moving. No guards will be there to stop us, and we'll be able to uh, take it at our leisure. We can also see how many guards there are, and just take them out at our leisure. I'm told I'm, you know what, I'm sure if I can handle a couple of gators in the bayou, I can take on a couple of robot boys. I want to end up on a train. Plink, help me out here, because I... We'll throw Plink! I will toss him! Well, I always think that's a good idea. I don't necessarily... God damn it. <laughs> I can't help it. I, I Going think, through all the white people. <laughs> I feel like... Eve I feel is like, all uh, white people at once. <laughs> makes sense. I feel like perhaps I'm I'm not being taken into consideration in this planning. Plank, what do you want to do? Um, I'd like to get out of here. That's what the train's for. Yeah, but you also said there were robots on the train. We'll get rid of them. Well, we don't know entirely for sure, but we'll take them off the train. Will the robot the train? I would say that you guys are at a uh, fairly advantageous, like overlook to to the town to scout to scout. Um, does someone want to give me a? Uh, and you guys are talking about scouting, so the thing to roll for that would be a look closely roll, which you do with sense. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. So you only. Uh, so who wants to do? I will take charge here. Uh, I have the ability as an outlander, fresh eyes. When I look closely, I can ask one additional question about the scenario. Um, okay. It says when I look closely, I may ask one additional question from the speak softly list, and another player answers this question for me. I don't know if that's specifically you as the. Um, Overlord, or if that is another player at the table? Uh, that could be either. Okay. Like I said before, with it being a uh, uh, kind of a narrative game, like if someone said, like if I'm going to say something and then like Sean pipes up and says something that is way more interesting, we're going, we're going with the way more interesting thing. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to look closely with my plus two cents. And I will roll an eight. You golden eight, and then you have plus two cents. Yep. So that gives you a ten. Um, on a ten plus for look closely, you can ask three questions from this list. Uh, you could also make up your own questions if you wanted. 
But there is the list for examples of what what to ask. Okay. I think my first question is, is there any terrain we could use advantageously? Uh, We're out in the desert, so is there any, like, cliffs or place where the tracks get narrow and there's, like, a bridge or something that we could use to sneak up on this train? There is... Further down, uh, there is a... uh, Further down the tracks, uh, you guys know that there is a uh, bridge over a uh, large canyon. There is also some uh, outcroppings of, like, bluffs and stuff that actually go right over the tracks. Uh, Further... Toward, towards the horizon, there's also a small mountain range where the, the uh, where the, you know that the train would go into like some tunnels for quite a while. Okay. Um, I have two more questions I can ask. Let me see. Um, how are the defenses of the train? Uh, are there obvious guards on the train? Are there obvious guards in the town? Um, what what are we dealing with? It is. Without some kind of x-ray vision, it is a little hard to tell if there are guards on the train. Hey, Kit, get out your x-ray vision. (laughs) (laughs) However, you can see fairly... uh, You can see that there was a lot of regular people milling about, uh, but at the train station where the train would actually pull up... uh, that's kind of like a classic, like, open-air station. You can see a couple of the Overlord's uh, robotic uh, guard drones. You don't know this. You probably don't know this, but when you describe it to anyone else in the group, you know, seeing as you're the Outlander and everything, uh, you know that one of their hands, one of their weapon arms has been replaced with a ticket, t- with a, like, a, like a ticket hole watcher. Okay. My third question... Um, is have I seen the train moving and how fast is it going? Um, so it kind of comes in and there's that screech as the, the, the steam is vented out and everything and the um, the, the train has slowed uh, you could see the train had slowed down on the approach um it has about four cars on it, uh, including the engine. No, I'm sorry. It has five cars, including the engine. But you can tell just from, like, it. it's obviously going to take a little bit to get going. Uh, but when you kind of saw it approaching uh, from off on the horizon, it was making pretty good time. So, like, you could get onto it as it's starting to move. But bef- but once it's at full speed, you guys would need, like... You might need a little slogan help. Now. I think I can get us on that train. I just need you to trust me. I have an idea, and I'm wondering if our ideas can be melded. Do you see those bluffs off in the distance? Those, those high cliffs? Yeah. I'm wondering if we could jump down from the high cliffs onto the roof of the train. Yeah, just hold on tight. I got you. That might be the easiest way to get on without being immediately um, sussed out. Um, is she going to be all right with this? Esther? No, she's gone with me many times before. Hop on, baby. I got you. Esther. 
I just kind of like turn, like I just lower the the gelatin down, and Esther, I would assume, just like kind of like gets comfy mm-hmm. onto like the back, and then I just rise back up. Now I think I can carry all of y'all. Just hold on, I got this. Oh, I wouldn't mind uh, getting a load off these old feet. Uh, Johan will climb up next to Esther and make himself comfortable. Uh, Kit will pick up plate and just sort of stow him under their arm and like. This is just very sort of undignified. Down. Like, you just, basically, you kind of get moved, like, through the force of the gelatin onto where Eve's shoulder would be. And then this gelatino-sapien starts running. Wait. You're going to probably want to wait for the train. Ah, uh, so I will let you know. You guys are probably going to want to wait for the train to start moving before you do that. But we have to get the position. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, we're trying to get to the uh, the, the cliff tops. <laughs> Oh, no. Desert to get to the to the bluffs because mm-hmm. that's what that was the plan, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Alrighty. What a majestic silhouette we must cut. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Julia, if you could for us, or sorry, Eve, how how is it through the game that you're able to do that without? So currently, I'm using free ride. You can carry all of the fellowship with you at once, carrying them on your back or under your arm or some such. When you get away and choose to bring someone with you, you may bring along as many folks as you can reach. And then next, once we get to the bluffs... We'll, we'll get to that when we get to okay. the bluffs. Okay. So, Hi guys. you guys have chosen to jump on the train then. Yep. Yeah. Okay. You guys are going to get to the bluffs. It's, it's far enough there that uh, the train will be approaching top speed by the time that the bluffs get there. So it is a dangerous jump mm-hmm. for you to do. But the train, after a while of loading up the crates and everything, and the robots uh, basically just kind of punching tickets and letting people on and, and letting people off and a couple more things uh, happening, eventually the train, the, the train whistle sounds and it starts chugging along. You have because I know because I have an idea of what you're doing, and I'm trying to see if that there is a thing that you have to roll for that or not. Nope. Is jump with all of your might and ability, or a move? Because it's in bold. I actually think that you can just do this. Do this because, because of you. So I have an ability called Mighty Leap. When you jump with all your might, you can land anywhere you can see, no matter how far it is. You can Hulk jump. <laughs> Yeah. Amazing. And because I'm made of slime, I might technically be absorbing the impact, but I feel like that's all cinematic. Mm-hmm. Okay, so when we do this, you need to crash through the roof of one of the cars because you probably weigh a lot. Yeah, I weigh like, I think I factored it out to how many gallons is she? Oh, no. Um, wasn't it like 16? The average human is 16 gallons, give or take a cup. The slogers average around 20. And carrying all of us. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of jello. <laughs> that's a lot of jello, woman. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic, fantastic Foley work. <laughs> oh, boy. So, with a mighty leap as the train is uh, approaching top speed, could you just roll me 1d6 and I know which car that you're going to land on? Okay. Which one? 
Rainbow one. Three? Yes. Okay. You are going to land on the second car from the back. Got it. So it's not the caboose. It's the, the one caboose. in front of the caboose. It's the one in front of the caboose. <laughs> so, from jumping onto the train, because it, Eve is carrying all of you guys, you guys do not take this cut. Eve, you do take damage from. Uh, is this? Con- hang on. I'm gonna be that. I'm gonna be that guy. When your body is in between someone and incoming harm, you suffer harm in their place. This happens whether you want it to or not. Okay, that is part of protect the little ones. Okay. Uh, I was gonna just let them, uh, since you're uh, holding them, they don't take the cut because they're not the one who absorbed the the shot. The impact. Yeah. But I am. Right. So I'm using my hill ability. Which is. Your people are walking statues, stone or steel, brought to life. You form a living wall between your allies in danger, and glancing blows do little to you. You have armor three. You can only use this armor when you protect the little ones. I'm gonna say... If it's a no, that's fair. I'm gonna say that that works because if the, the three of them had leapt onto the train... If all, if all four of you had leapt onto the train, everyone would be taking damage. Mm-hmm. Because the... The part for the set piece of the train heist says, when you when you leap on top of a moving train from a high place, landing directly into the top of the train, this deals damage. How did they know we would do such a thing? <laughs> I basically like to imagine that when we go to uh, to do this, I literally pull myself into a ball and put you all in it like like the kibble inside of a jello mold, and we land like a bouncy ball so that I absorb all of the impact. Like um like Groot. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I was thinking yeah. Flubber. Ooh, also <laughs> I was thinking a lot more like Flubber for this character. So like, you guys are just inside of Flubber, and like, I'm gonna be a little like dazed about it, but Eve is just gonna like go back into her fancy like Southern Belle ball gown gelatinous form. Because I like to imagine that her, her gelatino form is just like a big Southern ball gown. But it's just see-through, like, brackish water jello. Shot your face. So, uh, so you're going to use an armor. Yes. To, okay. And what, do those only regenerate on healing, or...? Um, it doesn't really say. I'm going to assume it works the same way as other armor. Just because it's not exactly clarified. Okay then that is probably something that you have to refresh with uh, with healing items. Okay. That's fine. So, you guys are now on top of the train. Um, you're not sure which, ca- which car has uh, the cargo in it, which one has the passengers in it. You guys are on top of the train. It is a typical, like, boxcar kind of deal, so there's not, like, fancy windows on the top or anything. There's some, like... Windows on the side, but like it's just kind of like flat on the top. Now, yeah. Johan wouldn't know this, but Jonathan does. Um, a lot of older trains uh, required people on them to operate the brakes. You had to move up and down the train and turn the handbrakes to slow it down. Um, the caboose of most trains is also known as a guard car, and that's typically where like people would guard the train. Mm-hmm. I imagine we made a lot of noise. <laughs> Yes. Yes, you did. Um, so, 
Johan's first instinct is going to look around and see who noticed. Do you want to... That sounds like a, like a look closely roll to me. So I believe that is uh, sense. Ten. Wow. All right. Um, so Actually, twelve. I really like you guys. Yeah. So, um, to answer your, your one question about to look around to see who noticed, you kind of peek over the side and you can see a... Uh, a metal, like, steel head, or, like, a wrought iron head kind of pokes itself out of, like, a window, and you kind of, like, quickly, like, back away from the edge before that uh, the the thing does a full 180 to, like, turn its optics upwards towards uh, toward, towards the roof. You do, uh, w- with that much of a roll, even over the, the sound of a, uh, of the, the sound and swaying of the train as the, it uh, continues to pick up speed. You can hear a little bit of uh, mumbling and like uh, a shocked gasp and surprise from uh, below. Uh, it sounds like there's a lot of people below you. Okay. Uh, specifically, people, not machines. Okay. Um, I have one more question. Okay. Uh, and that is, I assume the bridge is coming very quickly. Yes. Okay. Um, we're going to have company very soon. I have a question. Would you say that the top of the train would count as a wall or a door? Like... Yes, I would absolutely say that it counts as a wall or a door. I'm worried about the phrasing of that question. (laughs) (laughs) Ceilings are just walls, but... But But upwards. Yeah. Um, so I have strong as an ox, which is one of my orcish, um... Counts as gear. Uh, I can use the. There's, there's two uses. I can use this to smash through a wall or a door. Um, I imagine that Eve weakened it quite mm-hmm. a bit, falling so far and just just smashing into it like a giant ball of flubber. <laughs> like a giant ball of flubber. Johan is going to see what Kit is about to do and caution them. There's people below us, not robots. People. Um. Well, we gotta do something with Ethel. <laughs> I imagine Ethel's just sitting very calmly knitting. We should probably get her somewhere safe. Yes, we probably shouldn't stay up here. Staying up here is probably not a great idea. Uh, you guys have a quick decision to make. Do you want to go to the caboose car, or do you want to go to one of the two in front? Because that bridge is very rapidly approaching. Okay. I know nothing about this situation. Uh, or Johan knows nothing about this situation. So oh, no. Caboose. Okay. Well, the, shit, the kid tends to have, they tend to have better ideas than I do, so I, I'm going to follow your lead on this one. What do you think, Clink? Uh, that sounds like a fun word. I'm for it. Right. Okay. Come on, Ethel. Let's go. So I assume that Ethel is being carried by you. Yes. Just kind of, you, you have a... Sloger rocking chair for the grandma. On your Strapped back. on my back at all times, yeah. It's um, just my body forms it. Plink moving around, or is someone carrying Plink right now? I believe uh, last we stated Kit was... Uh, like a football. Yes. <laughs> okay. Manhandling this poor armadillo. <laughs> so, Magic armadillo. For you all to move from uh, where you are right now to the caboose and then get inside... I'm going to need you all to roll grace for me. 
Uh oh. Nope. Um, I will let Kit roll with hope since tech. Ah, I was gonna say you don't have to because you're being carried. So I'm gonna let Kit roll with hope since the Kit is carrying planes. So that's ninety six. Pick two highest. Yep. Okay. Can I throw someone? Probably not the best idea, considering you all are going backwards and the train is going the other way. Momentum tends to not work well that way. Oh man, the dice are nice. So I roll. Okay, so I roll three. Eight. Um, Uh, With uh, the minus one. Okay. So I always roll three, right? Unless I have a minus one. No. No. You always roll two, and then the third one is either hope or despair. Five. I can't use mighty leap again, can I? Uh. So you can't really see the bottom of the train of the, of the caboose, which is your destination. I can't look over the edge and just... So this is like you trying to get uh, from where that you are, which is the second to the last car. Basically, the role is to determine if you can go from uh, there to... Uh, the, the the door on the back of the caboose. Got it. you wouldn't be able to see that. Got it. So you got a seven. Seven. You got a... Actually, I have a move as the Outlander called Fool Me Once. I know how things should go, even if it's not how they actually end up. After any roll... Oh, I make. Okay, never mind. Um, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm good. Okay. I'm going to be... Fo- I am going to be just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Ethel is going to be just fine. And Ethel is always all right. <laughs> Kit, Plank, Johan. Despite Johan's bad hip, <laughs> manage uh, to get from the second to the last car to the caboose and climb down. I, I imagine Johan perches in the end of the uh, the car that we're standing on and just kind of swings his arms a little bit and does a little like pop. Um, it's very impressive. Yeah, it's it's very not graceful. When he lands, there is like a meaty crunch. Oh, um, and he just kind of staggers for a minute and then continues on. The three of you manage to get down there. With a five, unfortunately, Eve, that is uh, not a success. So. Suck it all into that slime. Suck. You manage to go towards the edge of the first uh, car mm-hmm. that you're on, and right as that you are taking the, the first step, the train hits a sudden hitch and it kind of like jumps up suddenly as you're mid step and you are flung off the train. Okay. <laughs> no worries. Um, as I'm going down, I'm going to yell out Johan Catch and I'm throwing Ethel. <laughs> okay. Uh, I need to roll with courage. Okay. So I roll two, and then my courage is two, so... So you add two. So I add two to the total, right? Yes. Ten. Um, this rocking chair goes... What am I rolling to catch an old lady? I, uh, with... I don't think that you'd have to roll to catch the old lady. Alright. Um, uh, can I describe fine. the scene? Oh, yeah. Slogan's bounce. It's okay. <laughs> Eve shouts, Johan, catch, and throws Ethel. Um, <laughs> and Johan turns and goes, pardon? And gets bodied by an old lady. Um, 
lands in a pile of limbs and arms and just a mess. Uh, very undignified. Um, but uh, Ethel is safe. Boing, boing, boing. So, uh, since it, you fell from the train, mm-hmm. um, I would like you to pay a price. So what that means is, is that you can either damage a stat, use some of your armor, or you can lose an item. Items do refresh uh, either at the sometimes at the end of the session uh, or when you guys uh, take some time to recover at settlements. So, like, that would be under my gear? Yes, that would be under your gear. I have an idea or a suggestion if you're open to it. What if you do actually stick the jump, but only partly, and some of your viscous body slides off and disappears under the train? I would say, yeah, or my club goes flying, because I have a giant club made of iron. <laughs> um, but uh, if you go with the like viscous body, you could damage, like I guess, your blood, uh, because and just be sort of smaller for the rest of the session. That sounds fine by me. Well, since it, she failed the roll, she would actually fall off the train. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, it's, if it was a part... Uh, if it was a... If it was like maybe? a... If it was like a maybe, but she, like, actually... She got a below six. That's fine. Hang on. But you do also have armor, so... It's only available when I do a Do you not have thing. armor as gear? No. Oh, okay. No. I mean... Oh no! Um, I would. It was a one I didn't pick up. Instead, I picked up uh, something completely different. What did you pick up? Um, I picked up a healing herb. I mean, you could uh, when you fall, you could like lose the healing herb. Uh, that that's a way to pay pay a price. Or you could lose the club, or you could damage a stat. I was just gonna drop the club, and okay. then just br- go brawling like a gelatin of sapien. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Alright. Eve falls off the train, yeets Ethel, loses club. And then I am going to shake, Eve is going to shake herself, look and be like, hang on, wait for me, and then just Hulk leap onto the back of the boost. Okay. Because you can just do, ah. I feel like that now that it's moving full on and you don't have the Right, anywhere you can see. <laughs> and since you can see the back of the caboose, you can totally do okay. Um, and since you did this earlier, I'm not gonna have you I'm not gonna have you damage your uh, damage your stuff for getting onto the train. Yeah. Appreciate it. As soon as I'm on the train, I'm just gonna be like, oh hi, well, hang on. Now that was awful. I'ma need me a new club. My oh my other one just went flying. Show this around around here I can use. So that took maybe maybe a, maybe a minute or two for Eve to bounce and then uh, come jumping back. Uh, have you guys just been waiting for her to come back, or did you guys want to go into the? Uh, oh, absolutely! We're getting into that caboose. Yeah. I, I don't think Kit has the patience to stay still for that long. Okay, how does Kit get into the caboose then? Um, I think Kit is going to. Pull out their junk cannon mm-hmm. and kick down the door because they are strong as an ox and point their junk cannon into the caboose and go, This is my train! 
Oh, I suppose before they do that, they have to hand off Plank to Johan. Because the drug <laughs> cannon would take two hands to operate. Johan so is quickly. now the babysitter. Johan <laughs> is now taking charge of Ethel and Plank and Gertz. I'm sure dynamite's in there somewhere. <laughs> dynamite's under the hat. Oh, right. What did, what did kids scream again? This is my train? This is my train! I'm taking important notes. <laughs> I'm very particular. In the meantime, uh, Johan has been untangling himself from Ethel. Or is it Esther? I don't remember. Ethel. It's, Ethel. It's written as Esther, but I like Ethel better. Oh, well, whichever one works. Ethel. I In like my, Ethel my better. My head automatically corrected it to Ethel. That's even better. You could just switch between the two. That's actually what my great-grandmother's name was. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's going to look very bashful uh, as he untangles himself. And I'm sure Ethel isn't going to notice. Um, <laughs> just knitting away. She just does not care. <laughs> Ethel is like the most badass granny ever. Okay. So that kind old lady to bake you cookies. I feel like I've made a terrible mistake with how many things are currently being referenced. <laughs> how, many, how many pages are being shuffled? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I know what I did. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. I'm just I feel like I've given more personality to the fucking jello person from the Hotel Transylvania co- cartoons. <laughs> Do you know which one I'm talking about? Yeah. I've never seen them. Yeah, yeah. They're cute. Oh, okay. So, as you guys... I'm sorry. As the kid busts open the door, Kit is greeted with the sight of a couple different things. Mostly a lot of wooden crates that have the symbol of a top hat that's cocked to the side a monocle, and a, and a very fancy mustache. <laughs> which is the, the the corporate logo for Alistair Upperton's Upperton up, up-and-coming company. Why did I put a G in mustache? I just thought mustache, mustache. I must add you a question. <laughs> it's must age. That's how I've got it spelled. Do you see the, the logo on these uh, on these crates for, for Upperton Corp? As, uh, there are... Mm. You know what? You're the first person in the room. I think that... What do you do? What do you do? So it's just crates, there's no people? It... That you... That... It's... That... It's very tightly packed with with crates, and the crates kind of do, like... Despite these being potentially loaded by robots... They have decided to, instead of making an organized trail right through the middle, have decided to turn it into, like, a small little maze with, like, belts that are, like, holding things down. So you can't see exactly through okay. to the other side. Um, Kit's going to keep the drunk cannon raised and slowly start working their way through the maze. I know there's robots in here. Robots! You heard the robo voice. Tickets, please. You can hear the sound of a, like, mechanical stomping as someone is coming, as something is coming around the corner and is just kind of stops every three steps. Tickets, please. Kid, be careful. Okay, I need to check something. Tickets, please. All right. 
Johan is going to calmly walk into the room and approach this individual. Would you say that the robotic conductor of this train counts as the ruler of the train? I would not, because this is not the conductor. It is a... Uh, it's a ticket taker. It's a ticket taker. Johan is still going to attempt to use royal treatment for the air. <clears throat> Excuse me, sir. I am Johan Falk of the Phoenix Guard. And I was wondering if... You may interrupt me at any time. Um, I was wondering if you could show me to my seat. Tickets, please, sir! I don't need a ticket. I am a member of the Phoenix Guard. I travel where I please, and I'm a friend to everyone. Tickets, please, sir! Okay, you don't seem to be understanding me. I... I'm keeping busy for, like, exactly a minute. What happens in a minute? Um, Brendan, so I made a mistake... Uh, the junk cannon does not start with any ammunition. I have to provide the ammunition. Oh, no. <laughs> like I said, I made a small mistake. <laughs> so um, as long as I have a minute's time and destroy something in the process, I can make an orcish weapon. Can I propose something? So the minute that this is happening. Hold on. Can I propose something? Sure. Kit lets out a shriek like a howler monkey and tears apart the robot-like conductor. <laughs> And in destroying it, has ammunition for their jump cannon. <laughs> I, I was considering just shrieking and jumping onto the robot's face. No, I'm just imagining this is happening in the meantime. You just hear the... <laughs> as Eve comes crashing in. You have ten seconds to comply. Tickets, please. You can see... It's ticket. It, the the hand that is not the ticket taking hand has turned into a menacing claw that looks ready to grab Johan and yeet him right on out. Okay. Um, let's do something dumb. Yes. Kit is going to drop the junk cannon, and with um a horrifying shriek try to jump onto the robot ticket taker's face and rip it off and try to destroy the face. Okay. So you're gonna go, go for the eyes? Get, gonna go for the eyes. I feel like... So, now that we're getting into combat, now's the perfect <laughs> time to describe how the combat works in this game. Okay. So, to damage an enemy or to uh, finish them off, or anything like that, um, you have to have an advantage. It can be a narrative advantage. It can be someone else is keeping them busy. It can be, uh, you know, you say that, like, you, I don't know, Tasmanian devil through, through here for, like, 30 seconds, and now the, the, the cloud is obscuring the optics, which is what's giving you the advantage to do this. But you can't just go up and punch the guy, if that makes sense. Yeah. They're gonna just... Uh, the, the way the system works is uh, is teamwork makes the dream work. So, I have an idea. Um, I believe keep them busy is a courage-based stat. Uh, yes, I believe that it is. So, Johan, without drawing his sword or anything, have his hands behind his back, and he sees the robot's claw starting to come up, 
And um, he's going to try to keep the robot's attention while Kit crawls around on it like a spider monkey and pulls various wires out and takes it apart. Okay. Uh, please go ahead and roll your uh, courage. Okay. Um, I was actually going to say, uh, since both of you are working together to do this, uh, I would say you would both be rolling with hope. Okay. Slightly better. I think that might actually put me into success. Um, so that is going to be eight. Eight. Okay, so on a seven through a nine, you uh, can only stall them for a short time, and they will retaliate against you when the time is up. While you keep them busy, you create an advantage for someone else. So, you, so you've given a very quick moment of advantage for Kit to go in and screw this thing up. Just pull wires and just try to... Anything the little goblin hands can get on, just, oh, just there imagining are a toddler playing with spaghetti. <laughs> like, yeah. So many things that your little goblin hands can get into. <laughs> uh, uh, like I said, uh, since both of you are working together on this, and you both have bonds with each other, you roll with hope. You're going. Uh, this sounds like finish them with blood. Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> oh no. Is that a five? That's a six. A six is still a failure. <laughs> There's too many, uh, too many robot bits, and my goblin hands are a little too small. On a six, uh, you lose advantage and face retaliation. So, the security bot, uh, as soon as that kit goes to uh, shred, goes to shred this thing, and it is. Uh, it immediately, the hand goes up, uh, and instead of grabbing Johan, it kind of, like, jukes him out and grabs Kit and just tosses Kit against, <laughs> uh, against a crate as hard as it can. Oh, no. Um, what do you want to damage on that? Or do you want to pay some kind of price to, uh... Well, no, that, that is actual damage, so you can either armor it or you would be damaging a stat. Uh, I have no armor, so I guess I will damage a stat. So when a stat is damaged, um, when you're asked to roll it, uh, you roll it with despair, unless, of course, you're working with someone who gives you hope, and then it's just a normal roll. And can I pick any stat, or is it a specific one that's damaged? Um... Which stat seems thematically appropriate for getting yeeted into a bunch of boxes. I was going to say wisdom, because that sounds like a concussion. That sounds good. So Kit's wisdom is now damaged. Also, it's based on a poor choice and mm-hmm. then a concussion, so that, that seems like it fits. It also, it also helps that the... Uh, so what was Kit looking for again? Um, on the robot or on the train? On the train. Oh, um, as far as Kit has told everyone, something very important. So what was the important thing? Oh, uh, it's a piece of scrap that their family uses as a dowsing rod, and it's definitely, for realsies, a magical dowsing rod. For reals, uh, and it's probably just a pipe somewhere. Well, good news about that. You found it. The bad news is that's what gave you the concussion. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, That gave you a concussion along with uh, a lot of uh, Upperton Corp bobbleheads. (laughs) That have uh, fallen upon you okay, so uh, from the crate. This is what needs to be your ammo for your jump cannon. It? it technically has to be an orcish weapon. It basically shoots. 
improvised weapons. I have to um, make it myself. As that happens, the security bot is now turning towards Johan and men- and menacingly bringing out its ticket puncher at you. Uh, is Kit doing anything? Or Plink. I'm sorry, Plink. Uh... Plink seeing Kit get uh, thrown against a train bulkhead. Do they have a specific terminology for that? I'm sure they do, but I don't know it. <gasps> How dare you! I know. We have to watch the tra- we have to watch the train documentaries to find out. Yeah, um, we have to watch the four hour train documentaries. <laughs> I already said I would. <laughs> uh, Plink is going to scamper over to uh, Kit and very concernedly just kind of start nudging at them. After a few seconds, like Kit. You got this. Get up. And it's going to glow softly. And I am going to use my uh, move, I believe in you. What does I believe in you do? Well, uh, what I am using it for is I can damage myself to heal someone I have a bond with. This also gives them hope for their next roll. That's fantastic. So I am going to take a hit on courage and restore yours. Restore your... Yeah, restore your wisdom. Okay. Uh, at this point, I believe that Eve has probably landed and is uh, noticing <sighs> the inside of what's going on. There is a ticket-taking robot menacing his ticket-taker at Johan. Uh, I feel like that we've... Uh, I feel that uh, you two have kind of had the scene for mm-hmm. a little bit. Is there anything... Besides the healing, is there anything else that you guys want to do for right now? Yes. Okay. I want to throw this thing off the train. <laughs> okay. Since it's being preoccupied with Johan, it's not going to notice me just coming up, wrapping a gelatinous arm around its neck, and throwing it off the back of the train. You know what? It is It is very preoccupied with Johan because it was going to try and retaliate against Johan and then Kit got near it. So I'm going to say go ahead and roll. Uh, that sounds like blood to me. Nope. It's nope. called Toss Aside. It's a courage roll. It's a courage roll. Okay. I roll with courage. Okay, fantastic then. And my courage is plus two, so. Uh, that's a nine. Uh, does it say anything yes. in there about... Uh... On a nine or less, okay. On a seven plus, they go roughly where I wanted them to. <laughs> Which is out the ass end of the train. <laughs> But on a nine or less, they choose one of the following. They land safely on their feet. They crash into someone dealing damage to whoever they hit. They crash through something, taking damage and destroying it. Okay. Uh, what do you want it to do? Oh, no. They choose. You okay, choose, choose what happens. Can I see the move real quick? So, yeah. I would have to get a 10 or better to decide how this goes. So it's successful, but you control how it, how, like, how it flows narratively. I have a suggestion. Hmm. Um, Johan still needs to suffer some sort of penalty for um, keeping them busy. Mm-hmm. So perhaps the ticket taker robot takes Johan with them. I feel like that. Uh, I feel like that you're gonna grab them and uh, toss them out the back of the train. Yeah. Um, which is where you wanted them to go, so they're gonna be out of the scene. Yeah. Um, for Johan. I'm going to ask you, instead of taking damage, you can pay a price. So you can either lose an item, have a thematic thing happen, or you can take damage. Or use an armor, or whatever. 
Why did we even get on this train if we're all going to get flung off of it? <laughs> Look, I'm the only one that should be falling off this damn train. This game operates in, like, such weird extremes based off the rolls. Like, feels like, like a Looney Tunes cartoon. Ten, if you keep rolling, like, 10 to 12, it's just like, you guys did it. Like, I can't do anything <laughs> against you because I don't roll. I just react. But the moment that anything like below a nine starts happening, I get to just be like, yes! Uh, blood in the water. <laughs> it's like right up here with the tick with the whole punch. Yeah. Okay. I have I have an idea. I'm going to take damage. Okay. And the way that I'm gonna flavor this is the whole punch snips off part of his mustache. <laughs> <laughs> and this is going to damage some of his wisdom. As he is now very angry that his well-maintained, very proper mustache is lopsided. That's... All right. That sounds good to me. So, the robot goes sailing out the way. Ah! Tickets, please. Well, howdy, y'all. Sorry about that. Slogger's bounce, though, so that worked. So yeah. You guys are now inside of the cargo crate, uh, uh, and Kit has your uh, your pipe, your dowsing rod. Kit is gonna kind of root around, grab the dowsing rod, hold it up, be like, "Yeah, got it." Yes. Is that what we came here to get? And the train. Oh. Yeah. Fantastic. Do you really care if I do, if I, I I lost my club back there? Can I get? Do you mind if I grab another one off of here? My my mustache. Uh, you're on you all right now. My my mustache. You'll hear the sound of steel against leather as his uh, Kriegsmesser begins to draw from the scabbard, and he begins quietly walking towards the front of the train. Oh. No, no, well, no. wait for me, and I'm gonna use my ridiculous strength that I can't control to just rip off the banister off the back of the caboose. I've got a club now, let's go! Kit, are, are you alright? Do you have a move that lets you do Uncontrollable that? strength? You are strong enough to uproot trees, smash doors off their hinges, break through wooden walls or supports, and just lift just about anything. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Um, I have trouble acting with finesse. That that's fair. I'm just trying to because, like, I don't think that that would refresh your gear for the club. If that makes sense. No, this is just temporary. It's just temporary. I okay. just need a weapon. Okay. Fantastic. I'm gonna just like scoop up that? plank and like put him on my shoulder. And be like, all right, now, magical boy, let's go. Thank you all so much for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you enjoyed what you heard, why not give us a like, subscribe to the channel on your podcast app of choice, leave a comment, or even a review. It may be a small thing to you, but it helps us in the continued fight against the algorithm. You can follow us on Twitter at A Pair of Dice Lost, on Facebook at A Pair of Dice Lost Podcasting, and hey, if you like the old-fashioned email, why not send a question into, you guessed it, A Pair of Dice Lost at gmail.com. Our theme song for this campaign is Behind the Sword by Alexander Nakarada, copyright 2017 under a Creative Commons license. And for making it this far, I think you and me just had a moment. 
So let's form a bond so we can both roll with hope.